Praise God. You know, there's a tremendous working of the Spirit of God in here tonight. And, and, uh, and I tell you, when I, when I laid hands on those three, there's a tremendous flow. It just, uh, sometimes when you minister through the laying on of hands, uh, sometimes you can be very conscious of, of power and of transfer and of anointing, sometimes through healing, and, and, but other, this wasn't for healing. Other things, you can be very conscious of uh, something going, going in, going out, going in. And uh, wow, God's here. Amen. I want to, I want to take a mo- moment and read uh, of one of the verses that I've read previously. Uh, Ephesians chapter four. Uh, don't put these on the screen because these are believers and they all have Bibles. <laughs> Sundays we have all kinds, you know. Ephesians chapter 4, I read this in the list of scriptures, Uh, verse 11, let me get my page over here, Ephesians 4, 11, and he gave some to be apostles and some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers uh, for the uh, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, that can be read, as I previously did, um, to pastors, to fivefold ministers, as a responsibility. We have, as ministers, a responsibility towards the saints, towards the believers, to equip them. Okay, uh, listening from not th- at reading this verse from the other perspective, though, uh, this is also important. God has designed that His people would be equipped to do ministry. Right, every person, every believer, God uh, is supposed to be equipped, made ready given tools, given knowledge, understanding, uh, in order that they may do the work of ministry, okay? Uh, in other words, ministry is not a, a, a function of these five gifts, but ministry is a function of the body of Christ. And because the Lord intends for all of his people to do ministry in some form or fashion, he has uh, specifically called, gifted, anointed certain individuals, the, the very much smaller percentage, to be leaders, if you will, and to do the equipping. I can say there is something in me that is of divine origin. I don't get credit for it. I'm just, I have to yield to it. There is something in me as, as others. And it is when it's being utilized, it enables other people to do the ministry. If I'm using what God gave me, then I'm giving to others an ability to do ministry. Okay. It's important that I recognize that. Okay, I need to know that this is a part of my life, what I'm supposed to do, okay? It is also important 
that you and then me, because I'm on the other side of this too. I'm both a giver and a receiver, right? I receive from other ministry gifts, but it is important for you to recognize that God has placed his spirit on individuals and he will use those gifts towards your life. And it would be vital to recognize and even to uh, at least inwardly, maybe outwardly, acknowledge those gifts in people and say, this person has an anointing. This person is called of God. This individual has something in them that I need. And I'm going to intentionally associate. I'm going to put myself in position to where that gift will work towards me. Everybody with me? Okay. If we don't do that, if we, if we treat church and if we treat the kingdom of God, the body of Christ, uh, just like, you know, everyone's the same and, and, you know, we don't have any holiness towards it or any, um, any divine recognition of roles, of callings, of anointings, of giftings, then what happens is those gifts don't work towards us. You might recall, uh, some of you are going there in your mind if you know these passages, but when Jesus said, if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you'll receive a prophet's reward. Not if you receive a prophet, period, you'll receive the reward. If you receive the prophet in the name of a prophet, you'll receive the prophet's reward. In other words, there is something about acknowledging, about recognizing, about uh, um, having reverence towards the gift of God in an individual that causes that gift to work towards you. The reward of that gift, that gift will function towards your life to help you, enable you to fulfill your own calling, to be equipped to do God's will for your own life, to overcome, to, to win in life, right? When you recognize the gift of God in someone else, that gift works towards you. You, you, might, you might recall, uh, some of you who, who have been around, I did a, I did a series uh, a few years ago. Um, I believe it was in August of whatever year it was. Uh, it was a pretty short series. It was, it was called, the series title was um, Believe His Prophets. All right. And I used that passage over in First uh, Chronicles 2, 2 Chronicles 2, 2 Chronicles 2, 20, I think. Believe the Lord and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. I quoted it kind of close, I think. Did I quote it exact? Is it perfect? But watch. We all know we should have faith in God. I'm not going to reteach that thing. But it's interesting. Believe his prophets. Did I say that right? Believe his prophets and you will prosper. Believe his prophets and you will prosper. Well, some people without, under, without any spiritual understanding, I say, what do you mean believe as prophets? I'm going to prosper whether I, I prosper because I believe God. That's not what it said, though. He tied a person's prosperity, their success in life, their ability to win. He tied that to believing what comes through a human being. And, you know, and the immature will want to remove and say, oh, no, I get everything straight from the Lord. Yeah, you wish. You wish you were that special. <laughs> you don't. I mean, we get lots from the Lord direct, but we get lots through other people. And God wanted it to be that way. Say, well, we're in the New Testament. That's the Old Testament. I know, but I quoted to you other scriptures too. 
that are New Testament. The principle still works in our day, and there is something about acknowledging a gift. Say, and by the way, say, well, that's prophets. Um, uh, is that the ministry gift we need? Well, listen, Old Testament, they didn't have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. They had prophets, and they had priests and kings. You know, they didn't have the fivefold. If you translate that, I think it would be not doing injustice to the Word of God into the New Covenant, I think you could say, if you will believe His apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, you'll prosper. Now, obviously, maybe say the obvious, you know, as, as well as a, as a Vulcan, <laughs> the ability to... Uh, if, if, if an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher is saying something that contradicts the Bible, you don't believe that. You throw that out. It doesn't mean we become gullible and just eat everything. We still judge everything by the Word of God. Having said that, we know that. We're not going be, becoming, you know, worshipers of people or something like that. Having said that, then we hold these things in the right perspective, in the right balance, and we recognize there's a gift of God here. And if I will acknowledge it as a gift from God, that gift will work in me. It, I found this... I, almost feel like I'm debriefing with the students now. Uh, but I have found in very practical terms many times over the years where it stood out to me, where an individual, I could tell, see, this sounds self-serving. I hardly want him to say it. I don't mean it that way. But because of what they had done towards me and how they had received me, not just me as the, as the dude, you know, I mean, the very nice and sharp intellectually, but, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> but I'm talking about received me as the gift of God. And again, I don't take any credit for anything good that happens in this house as being of me. If it was good, it was God. If it messed it, if it blew up, I did it. Okay. Uh, but they had received me. I, I knew it. I, it was very evident to me. And I was also interested in how the, the anointing would flow from me to them. In dramatic ways, I'm like, every time I get around this person, God's speaking through me. And it's like, oh, it's just like it's coming out. It's coming out. And the wisdom of God and power and different things. And I thought, this is the closest thing I can get to. That This is why it works. They're receiving me as something. Not just as a, as a, a, a man, as as a gift. And then that gift works towards them more than it does towards other people. And so I'm thinking, okay, if they can do that with me, who can I do that with? Who can I receive in proper light where it would honor God? It would be respectful of his divine calling, his choice. And I receive in that way and I treat people with that, that respect of the gift in them. Then their gift will work towards me. Amen. That's what we all want. Amen. Let me show you one more. Got time? Um, New Testament too. Uh, uh, it's First uh, Thessalonians. I love this verse. First Thessalonians. I think. Let me give me a second. It's one or two. That's uh, two. First, Th First Thessalonians chapter two. In verse 13, 2.13, uh, for this reason, 
we also thank God without ceasing because when uh, you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. So Paul, writing this letter and obviously saying us, so his ministry team, uh, he said, you guys, you received this word. You treated it like it was God talking to you. He said, which it was. <laughs> it was the word of God in truth, but you treated it that way. You didn't act like, oh, that's just what Paul says. That's just what Silas and Barnabas and, you know, that's just what these guys say. That's just what they think. Uh, no, they didn't do that. They said, that's God speaking. That's God using them. That's a gift of God. And what, what was the result of it? The result of it is that word effectually worked in them. It, it effectually works in those who believe. What if someone treated the word from God as a word from man? Then that word would not have much of an effect on them. Same word, though. Same word, but treated different. It doesn't impact. It doesn't change. It doesn't have the punch that it needs to have. So one of the things that we should do, if we will uh, have a mature, discerning approach to the ministry, to the Word of God, to leaders, to ministry gifts, to gift, you know, anointing, if we will have a spiritual perspective of these matters, what will happen is the gifts of God will manifest on a, on a higher level. There is no doubt. Listen, again, any, any minister who's spoken or been in a, you know, a service like this or a class or whatever, uh, very often can, can tell you that sometimes this, you, the, word, the word just gets pulled out of you. It's like comes at you like a machine gun. You know, thoughts are coming. It's like you can hardly keep up. And it's like every word feels like it's powerful. And then other times it's like, oh. I mean, it just, uh, it's always interesting to me because Sundays I'm preaching, endeavoring to preach. You know, 90% of it's the same three times. And, uh, and there are many Sundays where they're all very similar in unction and occasionally quite different. Occasionally one will stand out like, oh, wow, that was powerful. And sometimes it's the first service and then I can't, I think I can't wait till the second service and it's not the same. And, 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 and it's not always the same once. They're saying, well, which one should I go to? <laughs> Be led. <laughs> Although just between us, <laughs> this last Sunday, if you were in second, listen to one of the other ones. <laughs> it was the most packed, and I worked my butt off. <laughs> Getting that word out. Holy smokes. <laughs> well, the others were easy. 
Yeah, and that's not always that way. It's not for if you're a second person, second servicer. You might not be, you know, bad all the time. <laughs> I'm just saying, it wasn't me. <laughs> what am I going to do? I, well, I didn't know the material less. If anything, I knew it more after first. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying there's a real truth to this. I mean, if you read over another scripture um, in Hebrews chapter uh, 5, Paul starts speaking about Melchizedek, who's a, you know, a mysterious character in the Bible. And, and he starts talking about him a little bit. And he says, I've got a lot to say about this, but I can't, I can't because you're dull of hearing. Paul said, I know stuff, but I can't share it with you. I can't get it out. I think he's not having unction on it because of the condition of those listening to him. And so this, like, like what we're doing tonight, we're talking about ministry and gifts, and, and there's, the, there's the, the responsibility, the acknowledgement, the recognition of the minister to know what God has called them to do and what gifts are there and using them, being faithful. There's also a very big need from the body of Christ to recognize those gifts and to receive of them. Really. It's not for the purpose of, prop, of propping up uh, or glorifying human beings, treating them that they're, you know, something beyond human <laughs> or anything like that. No, but it is, it is an acknowledgement, like I said already, of God's choice, of God's giftings. We should do that with the whole body of Christ. I mean, that's a whole other message. 1 Corinthians 12, the eye shouldn't say to the foot or the hand, I don't you know, I have no need of you. And so all that stuff. We recognize giftings all across this, but it, it's one place it's very much emphasized is, is in speaking gifts. Those who are gifted to speak or bring forth revelation, when people acknowledge that gift, it flows and it works. And the result is we prosper. We are equipped. We're enabled, each and every one of us, to walk in the fullness of our calling and do what God has called us to do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's just pray for a moment. Let's... Uh...